Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. It's officially March, and I, I, I'm just going to say, uh, the Buckeyes are going to be your Big Ten champions, Big Ten tournament <laughs> champions. Uh, first report by Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, I don't think anyone else out here is, you know, reporting this, but, you know, Action Network had the Buckeyes at plus 7,500 to win the Big Ten tournament. Um, and, I, you know, great news. They got the first job done. They beat Wisconsin tonight. Uh, it was it was a roller coaster as usual, up to a huge lead. Wisconsin comes storming back. You think it's gonna, you know, the Buckeyes are gonna choke this one away, but luckily, you know, uh, the boys hit some free throws at the end. Suing made a couple free throws. Felix made some free throws. So I'm happy. Uh, and we got Iowa tomorrow, two thirty. And I know Fran McCaffrey was there. He was scouting out everyone which is a weird psycho, psycho move. But I, I, I truly believe, you know, we're going to make a run in this tournament. One down, 11 to go to host the national championship. <laughs> only 11 straight wins. He's going to get only 12 straight, 12 wins to win the national championship. Uh, let's just hope if it, I, I can tell you right now, if, if they keep playing, if they could play, put together, Instead of putting together 35 minutes of great basketball, if they could put string together a whole 40-minute game like they did for the first 35 minutes of this one and keep playing great basketball, you know, keep playing, you know, uh, I can't think of the word. uh, Quality basketball. Yeah, quality basketball, passionate basketball. And just let the game come to you. I mean, the only team I look at, our, I, I think just in our draw, Purdue is the only team that scares me in our draw. And yeah, and you know what though? But the thing is though, Cass, we don't really, we don't really see them until until the fourth game. And by then, I mean it, there's a chance that there's a chance that Rutgers or Michigan beats them. The winner of that one, I would not be shocked. Um, I mean, that's going to be a tough game for them. The winner of that game, if if. Let me tell you, if Ohio State beats Iowa, then they would have to play the winner of who would they play? I was just looking at the bracket not too long ago. Probably Michigan uh, State. Uh, yes. Yeah, we would play Michigan State. That's the tough one. That's the tough one. Yeah, yes and no. Uh, uh, if they get past that, and if Michigan and Rutgers beat Purdue, Ohio State's chances of getting to winning at all, it all just all depends. Like if they can get past Michigan State, Rutgers and Michigan beat Rutgers or Michigan beat Purdue, ciao. Because I think Ohio State could beat Maryland and Northwestern. Because let's be real. Well, even Penn State's playing good ball right now. I mean, let's be real. I I don't think that scenario is going to happen, but it's... It, oh, I it like, is cast. It's written. <laughs> I, I, I like the Buckeyes' chance, and I like the way they're playing. I mean, 
these guys, these seniors don't want to, they don't want their season to end. But at this rate, I think that they keep, if, if this is my opinion, if they make it to the semifinals and still lose, they're making the NIT. I, I, I 100% yeah. believe that. I, I mean, I'll say what I like about this team, they're peaking at the right time. Uh, the freshmen are obviously they they're the freshmen have improved a ton. They're 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 no longer freshmen. I trust them now. And, and three, Sean McNeil tonight was f- phenomenal. It, it, yeah. I mean, he was smooth. He was making every shot. Just get him looks. Just get him looks, and then Bryce. Like but, those are two guys who got got to shoot the ball. If and but you know right now they're finishing up their post game. Get to the hotel. You know, relax, get you a nice dinner, relax, because you got to be right back at it at 2.30 tomorrow. Yeah, honestly, do do whatever's working. Whatever's working. Yeah. I, if, they, if, they, if that means they got to go out to the club till 3 a.m. tonight, it, or like, if they play a round of golf at 7 a.m., like, whatever's working, I don't care. They Like, this team has no tomorrow, and I like the way they're playing. It's yeah. I mean, this is March – there isn't really a tomorrow for many teams, but the Buckeyes seem to have kind of, I feel like, embraced that, and they're dangerous. They're they're either going to spoil your season or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna go out, they're gonna fight trying. Oh, and I, I look at it this way: I think they, I think they took Wisconsin out of the big dance for the first time. And what was it, Andy Cat said? Like twenty-one of the last twenty-two years, Wisconsin has been in the NCAA tournament. I don't. I don't think Wisconsin's getting in now. I mean, that's a tough loss, but I will say, in Wisconsin's defense, when you look at the Ken Palm rankings and stuff, for some reason Ohio State's still like in the forties. When they it, it, like, this is a team that has def- like I saw a TikTok on this. This is a team yeah. that has defied logic because, um, you know, we're ranked higher than like some of these teams that are going to be like good seeds in the NCAA tournament. By every metric, um, we're still like a quality team, even though the record doesn't show it. It's 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 wild, Cass. It's <laughs> according it, to the according to the one rankings, we're like of all three hundred teams, we're sixty eighth in the country, and by that logic, we're we're a lock in the NID. Yeah, it's it's insane. It really is. But Wisconsin, let's see, they missed a tournament in twenty eighteen. Um. 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 21, 22, 2020 was canceled. So, yeah, I mean, if they don't make it, this is the first time since 2018. Um, yeah. We don't count. So, basically, the only, only other time since 2000 was 2018 and then this year. I, I'm not and, counting the COVID and, year. The COVID year, they would have made the tournament anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ohio State won the national championship that year too, by the way. Well, they yeah they did. They beat Dayton in the simulation. <laughs> People forget college hoops two college hoops two thousand ten. That was the one with Blake Griffin. That was that was a wild time. Just flashback to you know that many years ago, and we won yep. the NCAA tournament so bad. I I mean I joined a bracket where I was we were live streaming and like the NCAA. NC like March Madness 08 or whatever, someone had it on the PS3, and we were live streaming it, running computer simulations, and we each got a team, and 
and the winner would like obviously move on and it was like a whole bracket and it was it was terrible. It was <laughs> I never want to go back to that. Because Saint Saint Austin probably won a national championship or something like that. I I had Ohio State because like because it was like a new, it, my boys in New Jersey set it up and I took Ohio State and they lost in the first round to Akron and, and Akron was literally up by like three with like a minute left and Ohio or they were up like five with a minute left and Ohio State was running the full play clock and not getting a shot off like I was like what what is the computer doing this is, I just literally wasted like 20 bucks on this tournament <laughs> you know what's crazy is Brett McKnight was on that on that aggregate yeah it, it, it was it was it was oh man good times good times good times that's crazy but yeah, I think Ohio State will be Iowa, but the one's going to be Michigan State. I, I, I really that's going to be the tough one. They might run out of gas in that game, but yeah, I think that's. I think they're going to be Iowa. I mean, this is the rubber match. I mean, I will say Ohio State kind of has a good mixture right now with the roster. They're kind of like they have three seniors: McNeil, Suing, and Likely. And I, I mean, I think McNeil. Has been playing out of his mind lately. Likely, he's he's like that unsung hero of the team. He's that dog. He does a lot of like underrated things. He gets he gets all those tough rebounds and hits them back to the. He plays, yeah. He plays. Yeah. He does like all the dirty work. I think I like a likely. He's but playing he, like a oh, dog. Please don't drive to the basket though, Isaac. Likely, please. If he's, I have to watch him drive to the basket and lose the basketball one more time. And then suing. I mean, suing. Suing's the same. I mean, Dude, it's. I like the one. I like the one play in the second half where he literally went in a whole circle and made a and made a reverse layup. If you remember, it drew the foul. Remember that? Yeah. He did, just... like, a whole, he did like a whole circle, just dribbled like, like oh. But I mean, I I like how the seniors are playing, and then the freshmen. What's good is the freshmen. Like I, I feel like they 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 hit the wall, but now they're the Felix, wall's over. Felix. If he could spend the whole month of June or July in the weight room with Mickey Barati, the dude's the dude's all big ten. I, I like Roddy Gale too. Just he needs to get he just needs to work on the offensive game. He's a good player. Yeah. He, he just needs to he he's the opposite. He just needs to spend the whole offseason just dribbling a basketball and shooting. Yeah. Um Parra, like his skill set, if he could just put get some Mickey Marotti weights in, in on in on him. I think he's gonna be a stud. I, I think Bruce Thornton is gonna be the leader next year on this basketball team. Bruce doesn't really need to work. I mean, Bruce just needs to get better oh, all around. But he's, he's just, his game solid. He's gonna be the leader. Yeah, and, no, and it's I, key. he has all around the best game. Like, I, there's I don't see like a major flaw with. I mean, I, he could obviously become more consistent at scoring. I think, but that's just gonna come with experience. But, and then Bryce needs to work on defense. I think Bryce has played better on defense the past couple of day games though. He had eleven rebounds today. Yeah. Is Bryce gone though? I don't think so. Um it, you know, because it, it's just like he he has he has hit the wall. Like Malachi Branham at the end of the year, he was taken over last year. He was you could see he was he beat Loyola Chicago by himself. He he really did. Bryce He's not he's not scoring as consistent as he was. I feel like, and his defense is an issue. So I I mean he he definitely could be gone. Uh I I, I mean I, I'd say it's fifty fifty. 
I think he has a better chance to return though than uh Bran- Branham did, obviously. Yeah, I Malachi is playing well in the in the pros too, so but he's yeah. almost averaging ten right now, I believe. Oh. He's uh for the Spurs, he's averaging uh nine point four. Uh Kata Bates Diop's playing good for the Spurs too. I think he's yeah. like he's averaging up uh about nine or ten a game. Uh hold on, let me pull it up. Because I have the fi- the Spurs are terrible, but like it's nice seeing the two Buckeyes on them, uh, yeah. Kata Bates and Branham. Um, let's see, Kata Bates is averaging eight point five a game. Not great, but I mean it's it's the NBA. It's decent. Yeah. By the way, did you have to see Big Game Boomers uh, list of all time players at Ohio State? Okay. I love Evan Turner. I really do. But he is not the best shooting guard Ohio State's ever had. The best shooting guard was Jimmy Jackson. I mean, uh, how, I mean, how is he going about this list, though? Is it, like, college stats? Is it, like, in the NBA? I mean, I just, how does uh, he compile the list? Because I know well, he ta- we had him on. He takes a lot of time on these lists. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. But if you break down to you can't include their – if you're talking about all-time best player I at the school. Now, if you said school going into pro, then, yeah, Evan Turner is the best shooting guard. But if you're talking with strictly school, and I have no knock on Evan Turner. I have no knock on Evan Turner. By the way, I think Aaron Kraft – is the a better all time Ohio State Buckeye point guard than Mike Connolly, just because Aaron, what Aaron Kraft did, of course, statistically, like Mike Connolly, we only got to see it one year. Like it's mm-hmm. it's hard to judge. Like of course, John Havlicek is going to be the best shooting guard Ohio, the best shooting small shooting, forward, small, small forward, small forward. Yeah, but like when it comes to Jimmy Jackson and Evan Turner. I think Evan Turner was great, but Jimmy Jackson can shoot the ball anywhere on the court. Like, but if we're going by, if we're going by that, then then D'Angelo Russell is better than both of them. D'Angelo Russell is a better player than both of those guys. If like if we're if we're talking about playing a game of basketball, I'm taking D'Angelo Ruff, would Russell. Would you take both those guys? <laughs> would you put? Would you make D'Angelo Russell be a point guard though? I I I I'm honestly I would, but here's the thing, because he's better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he can do that. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the whole. Like, that's that kind of like explains my argument. Is yeah, I would just give him the ball because he's that much. Like, he's better in my opinion. I think just for me, my this is my personal opinion. My starting line, all time starting lineup for Ohio State basketball, would be Aaron Kraft at point guard. Um. I would put, I would put, I put Jimmy Jackson at shooting guard. And you know what? No knock on John Havlicek, but like, there was no three point line for John Havlicek's career. Great, John Havlicek was is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I would go Kraft, Jimmy Jackson, 
Evan Turner, Jared Sullinger, Greg Oden as the starting five with Michael Red, Scooney Penn, Mike Conley Jr. coming off coming off the oh, bench. Yeah, I mean, how can we forget about Michael Red? <laughs> I mean, he honestly might be better. <laughs> like shooting the ball wise, he might be the best yeah, shooter. Yeah. That's tough. That's a great. That's a great list. I would go Cass. I would go D. Russell, point guard. Um, he's running the show. So I guess. I mean, I guess he's not. I. I don't know. He's more of a point guard. I guess you're right. Um, my two guard. I would probably go Michael Red. I, just because he's a pure shooter. Um, no, nothing. I, I nothing against Jimmy Jackson. I just think Michael Red's a better shooter. Um, my. My forward, my like my small forward. Hear me out. It's Evan Turner because he he's kind of a small forward. Yeah, he was my he, small forward. He he would be my small forward, and then Sullinger, Odin, I guess, and then bench would be Conley, Jimmy Jackson. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, what other big men am I missing here? I'm there missing. An, I, no, I'm there, missing. Oh, I'm, there isn't any. That's the thing. No, I'm missing. Uh, oh, J- uh, Jay Sean Tate and Katie Bates D up are on there for sure. No, Aaron Kraft. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm t- I'm talking about guys who were like were successful in college and then like have been successful in the NBA. I I think Aaron Kraft like like his I think his number should be up in the Raptors. That's just me. But like Aaron Jer- Kraft like. Jerry Lucas is, I mean, would probably, you could make an argument for Jerry Lucas over Sullinger, actually. Yeah. I hear, here's the thing. I, and this is no disrespect, disrespect to the 1960s team, but there was no, I'm putting in, into the fact that there was a three, there's a three point line. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, I know what you're saying. Cause it's like, yes, those guys are great in like the sixties and stuff, but, Today, I don't know if those guys are sniffing the court. You know what I'm saying? Havlicek's the only one that I could think to sniff the court. Like, like Jerry Lucas, Havlicek, like, these guys would be, like, I feel like there has to be, like, Aaron, like, if there's if there's an all just, I don't know, pre-three-point shooting team, I'll throw them, and I'll, Aaron, and I'll move Aaron Kraft to that team. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Kraft was so good at distributing the basketball and and just coming up with steals on the ground. Like, where, we forgot John Diebler. Yeah, like that dude could shoot shoot the like the three ball. I would probably leave him off because Michael Red not Michael Red's game wasn't just shooting the ball behind the arc. So, it's very interesting. Like coming up with an all Ohio State team, like after, like with three point line, like is tough because the guard play Ohio State is not the, the backcourt Ohio State has always had good backcourt players. It's yeah. the front court. It's like where do we outside of Odin and Solander? Do you go baby Solander, JJ Solander? Jay Sean Tate, who were undersized but played real big. Like Terrence Styles. Right. Terrence Styles was good. But like 
it's it's really tough knowing what you have in the back in the front court with all these guards. I feel like there's an obvious person that we're missing that we're gonna be like, oh, oh, Costa Kufas. NIT champion right there, baby. I, I, he's, he was good in the NBA, man. Um, I mean, you can't you can't deny greatness. I can't believe yeah. we forgot about Costa Kufas. That's like an obvious. That's an obvious big man too. BJ Mullins, I mean, come on, BJ Mullins. Yeah, no. See, now we're thinking about it. Like Costa Kufas was decent in the NBA. I, I mean, would he, still take Dallas Lauderdale over BJ Mullins. BJ Mullins. BJ Mullins averaged probably what? I think he averaged over 10 in the NBA at one point for like a little bit. Not not saying he was like it's a possible. Yeah, for Charlotte he averaged 10.6 points a game in 2012 to 2013, started 41 games, career average of 7.4 points a game, 4.2 rebounds. Can you imagine, That's a good play. Can you imagine if Greg Oden's knees weren't 40 years old? Which I felt terrible because uh, you see today that Greg Oden was saying he felt like shame when after like he was like he was like hurt and out of the league or whatever, and he was like afraid to go outside in Portland. I felt I I felt bad for him. He, yeah, he that like he re- he revealed that today, and it's like it, he wasn't like an Anthony Bennett bust. Like Anthony Bennett just stunk at basketball. Like some guys are just bad and should not have been drafted. He he was actually Greg Oden. Everyone knows he was super talented. Like. Would have been if it wasn't for injuries, he would definitely still be in the league. I think, um, and, and I forgot the record. I tweeted this, and I was trying to pull up the tweet, and I lost it. And it, it actually got so many tweets back in the day. I tweeted Portland's record with Greg Oden, um, Brandon Roy, and Lamarcus Aldridge, and it was unreal. Cass, um, let me pull it up real quick. Portland um, Trailblazers record with Greg Oden. Brandon Roy and um, LaMarcus Aldridge. And it was like, I want to say it was 65. It was, all right. It was 50 and 12. That's, they only played 62 games together. So not even a full season. And they were 50 and 12 when they all played on the same court. That's, an- that's a good, like, that's like, that's kind of like almost like Golden State Warriors good. It's insane. All right. We got to talk some spring football, some number changes, significant number changes. Um, Marvin Harrison apparently is returning punts. I think it's just to keep him busy because mm-hmm. he's not he's not really doing anything. But it, like Zach Smith, I'm stealing this from Zach Smith. Like he said, it could help with his open field running after catch. So that could help. Um, so I'm going to name off these jersey numbers, and I mean, I've already sent them to you, but I, I want to know what you like coming right off the bat. So I'm just going to the freshman, Jelani Thurman, the tight end, number 15. It's solid, wouldn't you think? Ah, uh, I don't like that for a tight end. I'm not I a big like, fan. I think if he were 19, Ship or like 19, I think 19 would be a cool tight end number. Like, you know, but that's obviously Chip Tram's number. Uh, number 17, Carnell Tate. It's pretty solid for his first number because I'm sure he'll change it. Because that kid's Keon Gray's, I believe, what is he, a six, six now? Yeah. Uh, 
No. He moved uh, down to McCord is six. Gray's and, is no. He Gray's Gray's moved down to the the single digits. I know. Maybe is it seven? I think you're right. I'm I'm bringing up a. Keon Gray's Ohio State. Maybe they update on the site. Seven. Good call, Cass. Oh, they have an update on the site. Look at that. Do they? They have everybody's number up, updated on the site? Um, They have, I mean, yeah, Sonny Style, six. Uh, Hancock, seven. Keon Gray, seven. But they still they have guys who are still here, like who are who are gone. Like they have Zach Harrison, Javante Jean Baptiste still on here. They've they have Jackson Smith and Jigba still, but um I like the how they updated the other numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but haven't Sonny Styles number six. I like it. Pretty solid. I wish he was number three. Nobody defense is wearing number three. I, he wore number three in high school. Maybe there's a significant reason why he's wearing number six. But yeah. That single-digit number just looks – like when it's safety to his size, whereas a single-digit, it just looks so much better, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, Keon Gray is number seven. Uh, uh, Jahad Carter, he's from, he's from Syracuse, right? Yeah. He's number 14. So he's a new Ronnie Hickman. Yeah. Uh, Jelani Kathurman is number 15. Tristan Gibba from Oregon State is now number 15. Carnell Tate's 17. Dude, where did all these quarterbacks come from? Mason Maggs. (laughs) Dublin Kaufman. Chad Ray. Like, where are some of these quarterbacks? Uh, Davison. In the monsoon, he's from Ole Miss. I've been hearing he's going to be wearing them because that's where he wore at Ole Miss. He's currently number 20. Um, I'll tell you what, he looks good in practice. Um, if you were watching the some of the spring, the spring, I know, and I know I, the guy running the route on him. I mean, he's not going to be probably a starter by any means. I don't know who it was. It looked like a walk on, but um, he ha- he has good hips. That dude, the the transfer yeah. from old. I mean, he he knows he's very fluid. Looks very natural. I'm excited about him. I think he's going to be a dog, and uh, that that might be honestly the best pickup of the year for Ohio State. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster still. Um, Jermaine Matthews, number 24. He's a freshman. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's his first number. Leak Hartford, he's merged number 25. Um, I feel like you can't rate you can't rate the freshmen when they come in if they just have like a random number in the 20s, 30s, or whatever. You need to – the way you got to evaluate it is – What's their number the next year? Because if they yeah. if they go from like a random number like twenty two to like a single digit number, look like at they're style, they're gonna style, yeah styles from twenty to six. Devin Brown wearing number thirty three after Sammy Ball, which that's an interesting one. I and I love this because we were talking about pre show Indiana's quarterback Richard Lego. 
he was 21, and then you said Devin Gardner was 98. Uh, but Devin Brown, 33. Yeah, the, the thing with Devin Gardner, he had to go through a lot just to get approved by the NCAA to wear number 98. So I I wonder if Devin Brown, because they talk about how, because you're going to have a quarterback and an a de- offensive player and a defensive player for the mm-hmm. same number. They're talking about how this could be a spring thing, that he's going to wear number one, jump down to wear number one um, by fall. He won't be wearing 33 in the fall. That's just me. Um, it would be funny if he wore like 69 or something in the spring. <laughs> I think this is the most interesting one. Will Smith Jr. wearing 53. I thought for sure they would give him number 93 when his dad ran Ohio State. Um, interesting, right? Yeah, it's because uh, Hiro Kanu, he's number 93 currently. I don't oh, know yeah. if they, he has to work out some like a, a, a money money deal or something. Um, it, that should definitely be his number. I mean, maybe he doesn't want that number, though. Maybe yeah. it wasn't, wasn't Devon Hamilton 53? Yeah. I'm trying to think of maybe he liked Devon Hamilton because Devon Hamilton is a obviously was a local kid. Um, and Will Smith Jr., I believe, is a local kid, right? Yeah, he's from Dublin. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe yeah. like, I, I mean, that's maybe what I'm going with yeah. here. There, maybe there's some type of familiarity. Now, I was talking to my buddy about this. Bryson Rogers and Noah Rogers wears 86 and number 80, right? I That's predict, so confusing. Well, here's the thing. I project, predict them that they're going to wear this number this year, and then once, like, Marvin Harrison, Emeka Buka, Julian Fleming, and all them guys leave, they're going to dr- jump down to those single digits. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I would agree with that, Cass. Yeah. and uh, But nobody, like, the one first, G. Scott Jr. is the only one I saw that moved from a 13 to 88. He just wore that tight end jersey. Uh, Zach Herbstreit is number eight. He wears number eighty-nine. He doesn't even look like his dad. Like if you look at his picture, yeah, Harry Canoe wears number ninety-three. So that's probably reason why. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, good choices all around. At the end of the day, though, the biggest thing is it's your number. You know. It's not about the number. It's about what you do with the number. You know, you, like in soccer, I was number 49. And like I could have picked any number I wanted when I was little, but I went with 49. And and, and, and I like it. It's the most random number, especially for soccer, because it's usually at highest you go is like in the 20s. It's usually one through 11. And I was just like, screw it. I'm going to do 49 because like someone told me a joke and the punchline was like, oh, it was like 49 or something. And I was like, that's a funny joke. So I picked 49 and like everyone in the league knew like I was number 49. Like I was the only crazy dude that wore number 49. So <laughs> like, and, and it's what you do with the number. Honest to God, Cass. It's, yeah. it's like, like Devin Brown, he can go throw, you know, break records with wearing number 33. And everyone's going to remember, you know, that's such an odd number for, for that dude. But you know, that's his number. Like no, before, before Michael Jordan. Like no one really thought big of number twenty three, but that Michael Jordan made it his number. What What do you think? What do you think? Number you know fifteen at Ohio State. Ezekiel Elliott. 
Did, what did you think before that? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe Devin Smith freshman year. Like that. <laughs> like that's I mean, it. The only it's what you the, do with the number. I think only. I would say the only three. I would say three or four numbers. Like if you think about it right now, number sixteen. You obviously think Craig Krenzel, JT Barrett, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, ninety-seven. Here's the, the the trickiest number one, obviously Justin Fields, right? Yeah. Braxton Miller. Yeah. The only number that gets tricky. It's two. Two and seven. Those the, those numbers are like the big numbers for Ohio State. Right. Those are like are like those are if you wear those numbers, you're 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 like honored. I feel think, like like think about it. the last thirty years, the guys who were seven: Joe Germain, Ted Ginn, Dwayne Haskins, C.J. Stroud, Chris Gamble, Chris Gamble C.J. Yeah. Stroud. Um, um, like, you can go on, yeah. For, and those guys that were number seven, and you're like. Oh, Seven Banks, Damon Webb, Travis Howard, like Jamel Hines. Like, it's like, there's got what, te- <laughs> what a tease. Like, if you put on the number seven, you better be a, excuse my language, you better be a fucking butler. Like, you better be. Keon Grace, Keon Grace, number seven. Dude. You better be that dude. Like, and I also look at number nine. Like, you better be, like, number nine. You better be a wide receiver that's going to run 40 yards down the field with the ball in your hands and catch it. Devin Smith, David Boston. Uh, I feel like no. Jay, I feel like number ten. Jaden Valen, number ten. Troy Smith, San Antonio Holmes. Uh, Holmes was four, by the way. No, why do I always? I always do that. I don't know why I think he was because t- oh, he was ten in the NFL. Yeah. Ten. Never mind. Here's ten is kind of tricky too because. Because you had Troy Smith, and then there was, a, like, people wore, like, Devin Torrance had a couple good years uh, at defense back. Um, like, like Cam Martinez wore it for a year. It's like, number 10 is, it's an interesting number. That was a bad example. Yeah, it that was. was. A fair. Because I don't think, I, when you think of number 10 in Ohio State, it's definitely Troy Smith. Yeah. Like right now, number ten on Ohio State is Denzel Burke and Xavier Johnson. These two solid starters, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. All right. I used to think we're number eleven. I thought it was Anthony Gonzalez all the way number eleven. Anthony Gonzalez, like, like think of, and then Austin Mack had the same type of catch against Michigan as Anthony Gonzalez did. I think, I think solid wide receiver numbers. Seven, four, two. You, you know, I mean, look at Marvin Harrison. He's put nobody. When you think of number eighteen at Ohio State, for years to come, it's going to be Marvin Harrison. Like we were just talking about number thirty-three. The only one you think about is James Laurinaitis. Now, if Devin comes out and just balls out, that thirty-three, you're going to think. Oh shit, Devin Brown, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, we also have some numbers that like are obviously the retired numbers, like twenty-two. 
27, 31, 40, 49, 45, 47, 99. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in sequential order. Give me a second here. <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Willis. But, I mean, that's zero now, I guess, for him. All right. Real quick. Uh, we don't know much what's going on. I just know that it, um, Dallin Hayden looks like a dude. I know that Kyle McCord looks sharp and crisp in his passes. I know it's only been two practices. But I'm going out on a limb and making that saying that Xavier Johnson is going to wear the Blocko jersey this year. I like that pick. Um, I, I, that's a great pick, Cass. Um, the only one I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. The only one, uh, the only, oh wait, I take that back. Steel Chambers could be the other one. Uh, maybe Tommy Eichenberg? If he I, wants to. I think Steel Chambers and Xavier Johnson will be number zero. <laughs> maybe Devin Brown. <laughs> he switches again. Yeah, I mean. I actually want to see the number zero actually be on the field. I know Cameron Babb, like, we didn't see him until Indiana. You know like, who would make a really good number zero? And honestly, I think it's deserving of it. Um, would be Cade Stover. Would be would look good in a number yeah. zero. Farmer Gronk. Yeah. Which I, I've been hearing good things about Joe Royer. <laughs> that Coach, Coach Key. <laughs> I'm excited for football, man. I, my wife looked at me. She's like, earlier today, she's like, you know what? She's like, I don't want our summer to rush and be here, but I'm ready for football season. Yeah. I'm um, like, me, me too. Me too. I'm excited for the summer. I'm not trying I mean, to be. I, I'm, I'm not excited. trying to be a Debbie Downer, but yeah. huh, uh, I want a little bit of warm weather first. But you're, but you're also a Yankees fan, and I'm a Reds fan, so. At least you have some hope. I don't have any hope for baseball. I just wanted to watch some good baseball this year. Yeah. So. Well, it's called uh, Turn on MLB the Show. <laughs> I have I have last year's game. <laughs> and I still haven't been called up. I'm getting, like, irritated. It's frustrating. It's That's why I stopped playing that game. I mean – I'm looking at Ohio State baseball record. They're five and six right now. They're not terrible, but they're not great. We got it, you know. They're getting ready to uh, come home for the first time next week. Actually, for the first time, because they won the Frisco tournament. Now they're out. They're going to be out west of Cal State Bakersfield. They got to get three wins here. Let's get a sweep here. After winning it's, the Fr- Frisco Classic Tournament. Hang the banner. You hang the banner. You come home Friday, St. Patrick's Day. You take on the Dayton Flyers for a three-game set. And then you play Wright State, March 21st. You play Toledo on the 22nd before heading to Bloomington for Big Ten play. Let's, let's get some baseball. Safe. Hopefully they get going. Real quick, last last thing before we uh, wrap it up, Cass. Um, 
I know, I know we're excited about baseball. The Ohio State women's team, yeah. um, valiant effort in the tournament. Obviously, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Caitlin Carter. Yeah, or Caitlin Clark or whatever her name is. Hey, she's, she's a monster. She's a monster, but she needs an Academy Award for her flop. Mm-hmm. In the in the fourth quarter the other day, where uh, Cody Mc, Cody McMahon like got frustrated, barely swung like hit her. That was a flop. Like, come on, like, and not condoning hitting women, but like Caitlin, whatever her name is, she has a punchable face. <laughs> oh my god. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. What you're saying, what you're saying, what you're saying is, if you were on the Ohio State women's team, and I was it's, the one, yeah, it's that. Then it's okay. It's it's gender on gender. It's okay. I'm pretty sure is the way this works. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's okay if it's like in a bad boys women like if it's like the bad, bad boys girls, the bad girl the bad girl we got some someone we just get like a britney griner just like yeah, take her like, out she's a fantastic player but like man she just gets on my got on my nerves in that game and what bugged me the most is there was a minute left and you still had your and iowa still had their starters in and you're like it, it drove me insane it's like why do you have your starters in? like you're beating them by 40 like Real quick, cast because the uh, selection Sunday for the women's bracket comes out in on, on Sunday, a little over three hours from the time we're recording this. I mean, not three hours, three days, nineteen hours. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, where? What's? Do you think? What? I mean, what do you think? What? What seed do you think we get? A three? I was gonna. I, I agree. I would say a three seed. And we're hosting. I, I like it. That. I like the the fact the women's her are women's. Top four seeds host. I think the men should do it. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I do not care about the WNBA. I it, it stinks, but the women's tournament's fun. Like yeah. it's think- it's 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 very watchable these days. It's definitely it's definitely something nice. You don't watch. have you don't have UConn ripping through it all. Time. No, it's it's competitive now. It really it, now it's South Carolina, but uh, it, there's a lot of competitive teams. Like, it's Iowa, watchable. Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, you know, the Maryland, you know, Stanford. Yeah, and South then it's Carolina, like, UConn, like, and and then when you have all these basketball teams too, like when you're watching, you're, you're watching so much basketball, the men's. It's nice that you know the next week when like you know there's you know, there's not all these games. You know, there's only like a couple games on a night on like because it's you know yeah, Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen. The women's play and it's yeah, great. They, yeah, and they start Saturday, Sunday. They Monday, stagger. Tuesday. They stagger. Yeah, yeah it's great. Like, like their first round starts Saturday. Our men starts on uh, Thursday. So I like that. I also like the fact that the top four seeds in each bracket host. I like it. No, I I I, I think the like, men, I think the men should do it. I was at a bar last year and I was watching UConn versus South Carolina and it was that was a good like it has to be a good game obviously but it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of it big fan I was actually a ball boy for the last final four that was here where Notre I think it was either Notre Dame or Mississippi State won on a game winner for the National Oh, it was Notre Dame that's an, that was yeah. another crazy game <laughs> so that's all I've got that's all I got so Indeed. as always thank you Enjoy so much listen 
<laughs> Enjoy the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> yeah, uh, Buckeyes are going to win it. Um, you know, uh, we're preemptively calling them the champions. We'll celebrate next week on the show. But as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Notes podcast. And go Bucks! Go Bucks!